0: we're officially in the Endgame now. 10 years and 21 films later have all led to this moment.
1: If we do this, we'd be going in shorthanded. Yeah, you mean because it killed all our friends?
0: We owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. Avengers Endgame is finally arriving in theaters this weekend and if the early reviews are any indication, the Avengers are going out in blockbuster style. It's Thursday, this is TikTok, and I'm Jennifer Zabasaja. On the podcast with me today is Anusha Sakui, Bloomberg News media and entertainment reporter. Anusha's in Los Angeles and was one of the lucky few who got an invite to the world premiere. Hi, Anusha. How's it going?
1: Hey, Jennifer. It's going great. You know, it's a big week. Um, This is Probably going to be the biggest movie opening of the year. So I want to know, I mean, you,
0: like I mentioned, you were one of the lucky few that got an invite to the premiere. Can you just paint that picture for us? What was that like?
1: You know, these premieres are always really good fun. Um, this one was downtown in the Los Angeles Convention Center. So normally a lot of them are in Hollywood and the studios, uh, in this case Disney, which owns Marvel, um Normally, like just take over the boulevard and um, you know set out a party and everything, but this one was downtown I mean it was really kind of huge, and a lot of the people i was t- I was talking to there like like found it like quite unique and they had this big like sort of round purple carpet for the stars to go around with a big um, capital A for Avengers, and people were posing for photos against that, and you know you had loads of stars, but like from really almost every Marvel film. I mean, even going back to, like, the Thor film with Natalie Portman making appearance, which really got all the fans chattering. Um, so it, it was a really big turnout um, from... Uh, Obviously, loads of celebrities, and but a lot of the filmmakers and, and actors from from the all 22 films that they've been in this this universe of, of movies.
0: I think I read a headline that um, Kevin Feige got a standing ovation after the movie. What was it like inside the room? Wow.
1: So they had uh you know all the cast and uh, come up on stage um and really they were kind of um and including the Russo brothers you know who have written and directed um you know many of these films um and you know sort of just give a presentation and, and sort of you know uh, I guess thank each other and and everyone that was there and supportive and and to recognise the people that had not just on stage but also in the audience that had maybe worked on either that film or some other films in the you know MCU as we call it um, and you know Kevin Feige who's you know he's become the most prolific and successful producer in Hollywood um, if, if you know if you want to measure it by ticket sales even he's overtaken Steven Spielberg by. Being the brain behind the you know these marvel movies he 's you know produced this long thread of massive hits um, and set a template for how to make really huge movies but not just that are commercial hits but are critical hits as well that that um critics can give a thumbs up to it but that fans seem to really love and really like his take. And that's not always a given with the studios.
0: And it seems like each and every time there's a new Marvel film, it just outdoes the previous one. What do you think has contributed to the success of Marvel? Do you think it's Kevin and sort of the vision that he's had for the franchise?
1: I think Kevin has a huge part of it because I think that they've managed to have, you know, stay true to the comics and the world as, you know, Stan Lee, the creator of Marvel had uh, envisioned um, and that has kept the fans, you know, largely on board and engaged. And I think that's the kind of key, kind of kept excitement and a lot of secrecy as well. That kind of always keeps people um excited he started developing the characters. So we got films about Iron Man. We got, you know, played by Robert Downey Jr., who, like, everyone falls in love with as, like, such a charmer (laughs) and a a comic, you know? Um, And, you know, and Thor and Captain America and really built up um, their storylines and then brought them together in these... Uh, sort of mashups you know these big superhero battles in the Avengers and so there would be these waves and they'd call them you know these kind of phases of storytelling um, through Marvel comics storylines and um, so you had this kind of momentum that's kind of built and built and built around um, these events is what they become and at the same time what's happened in Hollywood is that Movie going has become going to an event. People have aren't going out to the movies as much for smaller, everyday kind of movies. You know, they're really going out to see Black Panther, an event movie. Um, you know, they they're going to go out to see this something that is special. It's the end of you know a phase of storytelling in in the Marvel series. So
0: you know, I'm going to try and make this spoiler free. I obviously haven't seen it, but. Um for those of us who might be heading to the theaters this weekend, can you just sort of set set the scene for us? Like, where do we come into this film?
1: Okay, so this is this, basically the finale to uh, um, Avengers Infinity War, but it's really a story that, you know, goes back, you know, many films, you know, even back to the um, Marvel Avengers in 2012. And even in this film, you know, a lot of those storylines, you know, we try and culminate and link together. Effectively, what this is about is um, this horrible, horrible guy, (laughs) Thanos, (laughs) who is this horrible warlord, (laughs) genocidal warlord from this uh, other world, um, who basically thinks that the world is overpopulated, and to, to bring balance, he has to destroy half of the living things. And he's been on this mission through, you know, many of these films to get... Six Infinity Stones, which um, are these stones that have this uh, huge energy. And if you bring them together, according to Marvel law, you, you can harness this power. He believes he can wipe out um, the population. And that's what happened in Avengers Infinity War, was that he was able to get these stones, put them on a sort of gauntlet, put them on his hand, and snap his fingers. And that ha- that's what happened. And so here we're on the other side of that, and we're kind of dealing with the fallout. We see the immediate aftermath of, you know, the snap. We know that they people have been lost. Um, and we see, this, you know, the Avengers dealing like almost like everyday people with um, grief and trying to move on with their lives. Um, and also this kind of battle for hope where it's like, well, can they... Can they reverse this? Can they um, get people back? And, um, you know, can they beat Thanos?
0: How do you think it compares to the other Avengers films that we've seen?
1: I think critics seem to be agreed that it really meets the um, aim of, like, culminating this very long, um, you know, series of films and stories and, you know, Also giving like depth to the characters and sort of like an emotional evolution, Um, you know, it's got a very high uh, rating. It's like 96% right now as I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes, which is, you know, an indication that basically almost universally critics say go see the movie. Um, And that is on a par with the the best Marvel films. I think um, Black Panther um, still has the highest rating.
0: Yeah, and I feel like even if fans seem to just want to see, like what you were saying, all of these characters being brought together. And so um, I wonder if the reviews weren't that great, if that would even impact people going to see this film.
1: Oh, I, I think definitely. I mean, look, with a film this size, with this ambition, um, there's a lot on the line. They're very expensive movies. So, you know, with for studios... Um, like Disney, they really have to make sure that it has very wide appeal and that everybody has a motivation to go and see it more than once um, mm-hmm. and a lot of fans will do that. I mean when I was there, I was sitting next to people who were talking about going to see it multiple times already um, and you know it it will have cost you know hundreds of millions probably to make um and you know 200 million dollars is not uh, unusual for this kind of film and uh, especially once you start to factor in you know marketing costs um and then the question is like you know how much can it bring in the box office and you know to answer your, your earlier question i do think it could be infinity war um which has the record for the opening weekend um box office. It's already set a record in China, um, which is a very important market because it's set to overtake the US at some point. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes a strong indicator about like, you know. Where what a movie can do on a global basis in terms of box office. Um, so you know some analysts have it doing almost as much as 300 million dollars. That could be, I think, it's at the very high end this weekend. But you know it, it could it could reach um, you know 270 million plus, which would uh, beat um, Infinity War. That's what some analysts are saying.
0: So it could become one of the highest-grossing films. Do you think Endgame sort of opens the door for? someone like a DC Comics to come in and to maybe overtake what the Avengers is now leaving behind? Or do you think Marvel is going to continue sort of dominating the the box office.
1: Kevin Feige said, you know, he's already mapped out the next five years, and you know, this is too valuable a franchise for Disney to like. You know, obviously park. There's no intention of that. Um, and he's also said Captain Marvel, which is who's played by Brie Larson, and her origin film, which came out, um, you know, is already over a billion dollars in, in ticket sales worldwide. You know, she's going to lead um, the. The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. So it's we're really getting kind of refreshing of characters. You know, we saw so much energy and enthusiasm for the characters in Black Panther so that there's a whole world there to develop. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, Kevin Feige has also talked about an Asian superhero who will come. Um, so that's, I think we're going, we're moving into a phase where, you know, definitely... Disney and Marvel want to lead into um, a more diverse uh, universe of characters. There is a huge amount of box office draw for, you know, fresh faces, different faces, um, on the, uh, you know, at the theater. And then in question of DC, you know, they're getting better at what they do. Um, they've, had, they've had, you know, success with Aquaman, with Jason Momoa leading that with a lot of energy and enthusiasm getting over a billion dollars for that movie and that they're having more success and there'll be another Wonder Woman movie and they've got they've got a new test i mean they're ta- they're sort of taking a different um approach they've got a more esoteric um Joker movie coming out later this year with Joaquin Phoenix um in the lead role and it's directed by Todd Phillips who made the Hangover movies so Less of a sort of tentpole um movie, more of a you know, more of a definitely more of a auto approach to the movie. You know, I think anybody has a long way to go to catch up to to Marvel. I mean they've already generated just in this, you know, universe, uh, eighteen billion dollars globally. So that you know, you've got a lot of you got a lot of work to do to catch up with Kevin Feige. <laughs> a
0: lot, a lot of work. And um and then just just lastly, is there anything that you can tell us that won't spoil the film for us is there anything that we should expect going into it
1: i mean one thing is that um look it's a three-hour runtime wow um it's a long time i have to so, go and i didn't notice that it was very long and you know you won't have to wait around this time at the end because there are no post-credit scenes you know marvel is famous for putting one maybe two post-credit scenes um but this time there aren't none i think that's kind of to emphasize you know the end of this chapter
0: Well, I definitely can't wait to see it. Anusha, thanks so much for your time. All right, awesome. And you can follow Anusha on Twitter, at Anusha Sakui. And here's a few other TikTok headlines from today. It was a long time coming, but former US Vice President Joe Biden officially entered the presidential race for 2020. I wrote at the time that we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. Well, that's even more true today. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. Positioning himself as the only candidate who can defeat President Trump. Elsewhere, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un met with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Putin told reporters after the more than two-hour meeting that Chairman Kim asked him to help resolve the nuclear stalemate with the U.S. That's following Kim's failed meeting with Trump in February. And finally, in London, climate protesters again took to the streets to send a message, this time to financial institutions. Demonstrators glued themselves to the London Stock Exchange and outside the street of Goldman Sachs. That's a TikTok for today, thanks as always for listening, and if you liked listening to us, please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Jennifer Zabasaja. You can follow me on Twitter at Jennifer Lauren Z, and of course get all your latest updates at TikTok.